Hi and welcome. My name's Mel Hibbert and this is Talking Tesla. We're going to talk about the cars, the batteries, the supercharger, the rumours, stock price, of course the man, anything and everything Tesla. Why? Well, because we're... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. There is what I would refer to as an Australian bias running through this company, this podcast, as it were, because Mel, I don't know if you've noticed by his lilting accent, is Australian. Thank you. And our producer, Cece, is also Australian and shares, coincidentally, a last name with Mel. So I don't know if you've noticed this, but at the beginning of every podcast, Mel introduces himself. It's like... I don't even exist on this podcast. So why don't you people reach out to Mel and let him know Tom? Tom's here too. You know, uh, I'm glad you brought this up, Tom. Turns out I don't care. <laughs> that is just mean-spirited. I thought you Australians were nice people. No, I've made the intro. It can't be changed. There's no way yeah. to do it. No, I mean, I can't imagine why you would want to be like, hey, we're Tom and Mel, or hey, we're Tom and I'm Mel, or any of those things that would happen. Like, no, why would you want to do that? If you're going to yell, just back off, because I've got All it right. perfect I'm, for when you talk I'm normally. Don't. to. I'm not good at this. I'm not a professional podcaster like you, Mel. Oh, um, you've got five episodes under your belt. A man of the yeah, professional. Did you remember the word professional? Which raise your hand if you've been paid for podcasting. Hey, by the way, for the person who gave us ten dollars to keep this podcast going, thank you so much. Which so far has cost tens of thousands of dollars (laughs) to that person. Thank you. Ten bucks, Tob. Ten bucks. Five episodes. That's pretty exciting. Ten bucks has been donated. How much did you spend on breakfast today, bro? Uh, 10 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So gone. I blew the profits. We appreciate it, though. Profits. We really do. No, we appreciate very then, much that you, you score. Get... Because really what it says more than anything is that you appreciate what we're doing here. And we're doing it for you. No, we're not. We're not? We're having fun. Oh, okay. Never mind. At blowing cash. Blowing cash and All having fun. All right. So fun. Uh, let's talk about the Gigafactory. We're back in LA. The Gigafactory? Oh, f- Gigafactory, really? Let's talk about the Giga, let's talk about the Gigafactory tour we went on, Mel. Yeah, because we went on a tour of the Gigafactory <laughs> hey, in Nevada. Let's put that in the notes. Gigafactory tour. You know how many downloads we'll get? Huge <laughs> downloads. It'll be lies, but it'll yeah, be huge all downloads. Lies. Yeah, Gigafactory tour. All right, yeah. let's let's talk about the Tesla factory tour. Although, didn't we do this? Can we just use no, that? No, we didn't edit? do this. Didn't we do it in the room? Yeah, yeah, we did in before we went to play golf in the room. We did. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we actually did do that. We went up to Tom's room, we set up the mics, we had a lovely little lunch in the room, and we talked about our most excellent tour of the Tesla factory. Are you going to hit record this time? That'd be helpful. So where were we up to before the food came? So we just we talked actually, about the thing. So the food came, yeah. uh, we just paused, and then we just ate. I had the chicken uh, club sandwich, uh, chicken salad sandwich. Yeah. You had the turkey burger. Yeah. Mine was, i got to say, spectacular. <laughs> Seriously, no one cares. <laughs> Edit this sh- out. Let's talk about the dang factory. I thought you liked. I thought you liked talking about food. Oh yeah. I mean, my turkey burger was delicious. We started talking about the factory tour, but maybe we should start over. So you come in, you give them your non-disclosure agreement, which I believe we're both in violation of at this very moment. Yeah, they said anything secretive you can't say about. So we can't tell them that we saw a fully functional model. Right, we can't say that, no. Um, no. And that the gull wings are now, actually, they fold uh, in half 
times. Right, yeah. We cannot tell them that we saw a model... So six of them at six the end of the threes. assembly line. What's weird about them, they have no wheels. They have a hovercraft system. That's instead. true. That's also very true. It. We can't tell them about the, the newest car that is a seven-passenger vehicle that does 180,000 miles on a charge, and we can't tell them about that because we have a non-disclosure. Right, we can't talk about that it whatsoever. It has a small plutonium thing. You never have to right. charge it for your whole life, and it's coming in at around $10,000. Right. We can't talk about it. Yeah, you remember that thing and Back to the Future? We all thought, oh, that will never happen, that little uh, thing where you just put a, like an apple and a, yes. and, a, and a can. A flux capacitor. A flux, no, that wasn't the flux capacitor. The I whole thing so. is the flux capacitor. That thing was like a little fusion reactor that he built onto it. He put like a banana peel, I think, and a, and a can and, you know, that was it. It produced its own gigawatts of things. All of that stuff exists in the Tesla factory, but but we're not allowed to we're talk about it. We're not allowed to talk about them so because that is insider trading. Right. But we can tell you that it was great. It's an amazing place. It's clean. It's fast. Uh, there are robots upon robots creating robots that are building other robots. I thought the Terminator was going to come. And there's free food. That's the most important. I've got to get back to the food. There's free food. All the employees there get free food and coffee and drinks and healthy snacks and and bathrooms to process it through and everything. Yeah, it's, great. it's very cool. And there, I, one thing I noticed, and I don't know if you noticed this, oh, but I there are, did. there are like snack machines everywhere. Mm-hmm. And in one machine, it was full of Kevlar gloves. You can't snack on a Kevlar. No, I know, glove. but I think what it is is like you go and you scan your little Tesla ID badge. You know, when you go come on for your shift, or if like you put a hole in your Kevlar gloves and you need a new one, they're in stations. So, like, they can track them. So that was pretty cool. You probably didn't notice that, but I did because I was watching with my eyes. I was watching for one thing. I know. What was that thing? I can't talk about it. It's (laughs) non-disclosure. But I saw it. It was big, and it was wonderful. It was nice, wasn't it? They did show us a couple of the old uh, Model S's at the front, so they have a little showroom right at the beginning there. So they have the first Model S that was ever made, a fully (gasps) functional Model S that uh, they showed the world. Here's how the Model S is going to look, and here's how it's going to drive. And fully functional, still works, everything in there. And he said the cost to produce that first prototype was approximately, Tom? $2.2 million. One of the most expensive cars ever produced. That is pretty cool. Pretty cool. And then they also had some of the old... uh, The Roadsters. Roadsters, which you like. I bet you you're going to buy them. I like the Roadster a lot. It's very cool. They had the very same Roadster that was in Iron Man 2. Now, you said that... That Roadster was Iron Man 2, and I heard him say, yes, the Roadster was an Iron Man 2, but you also said that Elon Musk was in Iron Man 2 doing a cameo. I don't remember that. Uh, that's what the man said. I mean, Mr. Musk, how are you? Congratulations on the promotion. Thank you very much. Thank you. Those Merlin engines are fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea for an electric jet. You do. Yeah. Then we'll make it work. <laughs> well, look at Tom. He was right, and I was wrong. Oh, yeah. It's hard for me to admit. All right, Tom and I are now going to go and visit some of the vendors on the showroom floor, as it were. Now, I should tell you up front, just so you know, we get no money from any of these vendors. We would like to, but currently we get zip. We just registered for the course. We're walking around. There's uh, vendors. What you're listening to right now is the sound system of a Model S. Sounds good. It does sound good. It's a... Thing though, Reese Audio is it Reese? Royce, Royce. It sounds damn good. Right, so we're in the line. We got the badges, and we feel like we're part of the team, Team Tesla. 
team badge, and now we don't really understand why we're still in the line, but we are going to figure it out. So, yeah, we, we got the badge. We're done with the line, but we're not done with the line. I got my badge. I want it out of this line. I want alcohol. Did I say that out loud right now? <laughs> if this is the alcohol line, we are staying here. I'll wait in it, and then we'll just we'll keep cycle through. We'll get a fast pass maybe at the front. This looks fantastic to me. So I'm looking at this thing, and it's two 80-amp chargers. I'm going to have an S and an X. I want this. Tell me about it. How does it work? Well, as you said, it's a dual 80-amp charger. We provide 80 amps of power to both circuits at the same time. It'll charge uh, a Model S or a Model X or um, some other cars, uh, a Leaf or Ford Focus like I have, uh, as well as my X. So what do I? What electrical do I need? I've got a single 80-amp charger now. Do I have to do a lot of electrical work to make this work? Um, it depends on what you want to do. We have a version of this coming out shortly, a software release that will allow the unit to take one 100-amp circuit in and split it between the two, and it keeps track of who's using what, and then as uh, one car reduces the need, it gives that energy to the second car. So you, you can do it either way. We you know this was designed for like a high-end commercial, high-end home, two cars, nobody wants to wait, and away it goes. Okay, what about uh, availability and cost? Uh, the single unit is twenty three ninety five. The dual unit is thirty three ninety five. That's the wall mount. The pole mounts are a little more money. So, Tom, we're in the uh, Tesla event here. What are you thinking yeah. of the food? Let's uh, let's get back the to the food. food. Looks delicious. This is like there's a Mediterranean spread in the table we're standing in front of. There's some hummus and some baba ganoush, some olive tapenade, some stuffed grape leaves. Looks like a little uh, some pita bread, some lovely feta cheese, some vegetables. A very very nice spread. Do, do you want to wipe your mouth? You're drooling. You're disgusting. It's. I'm hungry. We haven't had dinner. We've got reservations at 7:30, but we're not. We're trying not to eat. I'm hungry. Uh, what do you want from me? We should get a beverage of alcoholic. Yes. We should cash in the chips. Yeah, we should. Let's uh, go. Gin and tonic. See if theirs are as good Let's as go. Tesla's. Let's make it happen. We saw some other vendors. We looked at some paint, some other films and stuff you can put on your car. It was all good times. But now let's go through some of the stuff that was discussed at the conference itself. One lady who stood up was one of the original Roadster owners. She owned Roadster number 33. She asked about what was that Roadster 3.0 thing going to cost. We talked about that in the last episode. I thought it was free. I was wrong. I'm just going to throw that out there. Can you? Just so you know. Can we say say it again? I was wrong about the freeness. Were you or were you not incorrect? I was incorrect. I was wrong. I was mistaken. I was confused. Thank you. And I might have been roofied. What do I look like, Bill Cosby to you? (laughs) Oh, Oh, snap. Uh, Yeah, we can't use that. He said he couldn't give out specifics, but he said it was going to cost more than a set of wheels, which... Okay. That's... You've estimated. We estimated. I estimated. Estimated the cost to Tesla at about $14,000 just for the battery. So, the next panel uh, we had was a road trips panel, and (laughs) this was funny. There was two guys in this one, Mark Gemmel and a gentleman named Jack Bowers, who I believe is not the Jack Bowers from 24, but I don't know. I was pretty blind drunk at this point, so (laughs) hard to say. He seemed like he was saying some interesting things. There were no gunshots or kidnappings. Did he torture anybody? No torturing. Was there there a nuclear weapon involved? Then it probably wasn't Jack Bowers. Not that I know, so it's probably a different Jack Bower. But a couple of pieces 
one guy, the first guy, uh, Mark Gemmel, he said, for him, drive as fast as you want. If you're using the supercharger network, I found this to be interesting, and you know this as well as I do, the, the emptier the battery, the faster that bad boy charges up. So he's like, if you have 200 miles of charge and 100 miles to the next uh, supercharger... Pedal to the metal, my friend. Make it happen. <laughs> Show up at your next supercharger at 10% and you'll charge faster. I found that to be sort of interesting. Uh, let's talk about the speed at which you can drive a Tesla. Wait, how fast have you driven uh, your Tesla personally? I We were in the car. We're driving down the 5 South. Yeah. I need a little break from driving. I said, Tom, you want to drive? I was like, yeah, sure. What's and the first thing I, I said to you? Yeah, the first effing thing you said as you're clipping on your seatbelt was, how fast have you taken this? And I'm like, oh, I've taken it about 90 miles an hour. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. You get on the five, and he gets the thing up to 105 miles an hour and goes, and now it's been 105 miles an hour. You're welcome. And all I could think was, oh, God, oh, God, if there's a police car over here, they're going to take your... Um, License away and never give it back. No way, because I'm going to let him drive your Tesla. Oh, that was your plan? Yeah. Dude, I couldn't help myself to Tesla. Seriously, seriously, drive it. Have you ever driven one of these things? It's impossible to drive that thing slow. It... It's so easy to drive that car fast. There was a guy in one of the uh, sessions. Here was his complaint about his car. And it wasn't a bad This was a good one. He's like, "Uh, look, you've got this cruise control, and you limit the cruise control to 90 miles an hour. That's really bumming me out. And the whole room's like, really? You're going to cruise at faster than 90 miles an hour? And he goes, yeah. I know it's weird, but I'd really like to. I got the dual motor, and uh, it's all good. Can you stop limiting it? to? And there was a guy from Germany who goes, look, yeah, in Germany, you can drive as fast as you like. But really? In the States? You're going to cruise at 90 miles an hour? That was, Good thinking. That was, the, that was Mark Wimmershoff, the guy that works for Tesla Autopilot. He's like, I've driven on the Autobahn. That's right. He was I the want to drive even faster than that. <laughs> so he, he gets us, right? That was a question asked during that Autopilot session. That was genius. I thought that was great. Um because sure, why why keep your foot on the gas when you can have the car drive 105 for you? <laughs> I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. But it's quick, easy to drive. Anyways, you guys all know that, or most of you know that. What is frightening about that was that I was in the passenger seat and I was looking down and then uh-huh. you had a little giggle like, I'm doing 105. <laughs> and it felt like we were doing 60 miles an hour. I'm like, yeah. holy crap, you could do 200 miles an hour in this car and not know it. Yeah, and if you're a law enforcement officer, this is a show. We're just <laughs> chatting. Okay. Yeah, that didn't really happen. Yeah. Yes, it did. It didn't really, but it did. <laughs> no, it didn't. We're just chatting. We're just we're making a show for the people. In one of the talks, they said that, you know, the range that you uh, have on your car, it's basically an estimate, and that can result in some pretty interesting things. For example. Do you know that little meter range that we talked about? This is what I asked you this question, and I asked if we could do this. He's taking his car to minus 20 kilometers on the battery. That was fascinating so uh, minus 20 this uh range that you uh, get on your car you can go under it because it needs a little it's not perfect Tom. there's something in there so tom's like uh let's just drive this past zero and see if i get like but how do i get my car home if i do that <laughs> it's going to be stopped call tesla have them bring it in a flatbed. We're like, hey, our car's out of power. It would be fun, though, to yeah. do a show one day. We where should I go, do that. We just drive round and round and round. And, and then call my them and see how long it takes them to get there <laughs> to pick us up. That would be funny. Just take that thing to minus yeah, 20 miles. that would be awesome. By far, my favorite talk was about driverless cars and how they're going to change the world. It was by a guy called Eric Bergeson. 
Now, Eric actually is a friend of a friend. Tom and I are going to discuss it for a moment, but it's so important. We're actually going to get Eric and do an interview with him coming up in a future Talking Tesla. Right now, he's a really good talk. Right now, when you sell a car in the United States, you have to sell a car that does basically 95 to 99% of what you need it to do. Yeah. That means um, even though I only drive by myself to work and that's how I use my car 99% of the time, I got a wife and I got uh, two kids and every now and then I need to drive them. Yeah. So I'm not going to buy a car that's really small and fast and then can whip between uh, the rest of the traffic and be parked really easy like a tiny, tiny smart car. Mm-hmm. I can't buy that because one ten percent of the time, 5% of the time, I need a bigger car. So Americans buy the car that they need that will cover 99% of what they do. But in a driverless car world, what you'll say is, uh, okay, I'm driving to work. I need a car that's a one person and it goes really fast and I can whip through the traffic and it's all good. Yeah. But uh, I'm taking the family down the beach this weekend. We need a five-seater. Boom, I just get myself a five-seater. Hang on. I've got some relatives in town, some friends. I need the nine-seater bus that's electric and self-driving. Boom, I'll get that. So I've got an example of this right now I can share with you in the real world. One of our coworkers, one of our friends, is a is a Volt driver. He drives a Chevy. <laughs> he <laughs> no, drives a, a great car. He Love drives a Chevy Volt and he likes it and for him it's about the commute from his house not that far away to work, charges up. So most of his work, like you said, 95% of his driving is back and forth to work and he uses electrical. However, his lease is up. And he's an outdoors guy. He's a mountain climber. He likes to go off into our lovely national forest. And we have a lot of national forests right in the Los Angeles area. And what he has discovered, and it's not necessarily the range issue for the Volt because it has a gas uh, generator on it that will recharge the electrical engine. So he can go as far in as he wants. It's that the car is still a car. It's not all-wheel drive. It doesn't have a spare tire. So he's gotten into situations where he's in the middle of nowhere and his tire's gone flat and you open up the back of the thing and there's like a run flat fluid in there and it's got a little mini compressor. It's just not ideal. That's for the same him. as the Tesla? Right. Same as a Tesla. No spare tire. And, and a lot of electric cars, because they're trying to save weight, the RAV4 is the same deal. doesn't have a tire. We ran into some big problems with that ourselves when we had a flat. So... He's, his lease is up, and he's looking at a new car, and he's not going electric because of that very reason. He's not going plug-in. He's not going hybrid. He's looking at a straight gasoline car. You're going to get these people who are adopters, and then they, they drive it for a little while, and they try it out, and it just doesn't quite fit for them. And then they go away, and they come back, and then you know, in a few years, hopefully there'll be some new cars that come up. But that's a sort of a real world example of what you're talking about, like the need for a specific use vehicle for a very small amount of time, but you still need it. In one of the talks, they discussed the problem of blindly following your GPS device, particularly in Europe. And another really interesting tidbit. So you're 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 driving through. Let's say you're driving through a little Spanish village. La 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 la. It's awesome. You're following your GPS. La 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 la. It's awesome. You get into one of these narrow streets that's maybe a touch narrower than your car. This stuff has happened. Yeah. Well, that was a problem we said with nav. You can't blindly follow the navigation because in some of these European countries, yeah. very small streets, wide car, not going to go down it. Particularly if you hit it at 105 miles an hour on cruise control. <laughs> Boom! That, you've got trouble. That's not recommended through small Spanish towns. You might hit the poor woman coming back from the bakery. You don't do stuff like that. 
Yeah, so uh, while we're talking about Europe, Tom, we met the uh, some Belgians, really good guys. And I was supposed to go have beers with them um, the last night, but I didn't catch up with them. But uh, here's some audio of talking to the Belgians. They are going to put on the first World Motor Club event of Tesla in Europe. Hello, my name is Martin, Martin Gillette. I come from Belgium. I am the head of communication and marketing for Tesla Club Belgium. And what's the supercharger network like in Belgium? If I uh, go there tomorrow and uh, rent a Tesla, can I drive all through Belgium and, well, and drink beer and have a good time? Well, Elon would probably be happy. It's the only country where you wouldn't need any supercharger because you can cross Belgium within 90 minutes because it's so, such a tiny country. But we do uh, have supercharger. Elon hasn't forgotten us. Um, we have three superchargers, uh, crossroad for uh, heading to Paris, Amsterdam, and also uh, to the UK. So we have three mains. And, well, the network coverage also for regular charging station is also pretty much expanding. So we have quite a lot of opportunities to use the Shademo adapters or uh, also use the regular T2 European format for charging mm-hmm. and we have also we are also one of the fortunate country to be able to charge three phase mm-hmm. which means that basically we can charge quite rapidly you know we go to an IKEA they provide a facility with a 50 kilometers per hour charging which is quite nice mm-hmm. you'll have to translate that into miles but it's mm-hmm. quite fast right. yeah that's about uh, 30 30 miles an hour which is pretty fast what is the best Belgian beer? That's the most important thing. When I go to Belgium, what is the best beer? Uh, I think um, probably Westflitter because this is the beer that won the international prize for the best beer in the world. Excellent. Well, I will drink a lot of it. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Mal. So if you want to go and hang out with some international owners of Teslas, it's a big event. They think they're going to get over 1,000 people there. They've already sold like 700 tickets, and I would go if wow, I wasn't so busy. And those guys can be found at teslaworld.com. It's time for another Tom Wilson fun fact. Ready for a fun, fun fact? fact? Go, go, fun go. Fun fact. How many... Okay, everybody has a laptop, or most people have a laptop, right? There's a battery in the laptop. You recharge it every day. It turns out that's kind of the technology that the Tesla battery is based on. How many laptop batteries does it take to make a Tesla? Uh, the big Tesla, the 85 kilowatt. How many laptops? I'm looking at it in my head here. Hang on. I'm going to get to come up with this. It's going to be about a 1,000 laptop batteries. The real number is 7,104 laptop batteries all linked together. They're not really laptop batteries, but it's the equivalent of 7,104 laptop batteries assembled into these modules and then those modules are assembled together. So they're like little buckets of buckets of little batteries that are just all tied together. And then they put them together and they make a big battery. That's what it is. 7,000 laptop batteries. That's pretty crazy. I That's mean, a fun fact. That is a fun fact. And let me just do some math on this. Let's say you've got a laptop battery. It's uh, an eight-hour laptop battery. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just getting to the calculator here. Just one moment. Let me just do this for you. So mm-hmm. 7,000, you said. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do 7,000. 7,104, if you want to be exact. Times eight hours is 56,000 uh, hours divided by 24 hours in a day. That means if I plug my laptop into the Tesla <laughs> no. that's fully charged. Oh, I see where you're going. I can uh, work on my laptop constantly 24 hours a day for 2,000 333 days. Yes, let's do it. Uh, divided by 364, that's six years. 
Nice. Six and a half years I can work on my laptop. And then in six and a half years, you drive over to a supercharger, you charge <laughs> your Tesla back up, boom, you got another six and a half years. Uh, if you only work eight hours a day, we'll multiply that by This is boring three, now. Stop with the math. 20 years no, I can work on no. You day. don't work eight hours a day. You I work like four work, hours a day. You I'm play golf the rest two. of the time. So this was sort of this, this epiphany that Tesla had to like – Put battery modules, little batteries together to make a big battery is what sort of allowed them to produce their batteries at a cheaper price than other car companies were able to. I thought that was kind of an interesting fun fact. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, his name was Tom. My name is Mel. This uh, is Talking Tesla. We cannot wait to get back to you. Now, we've put out a few Tesla Talking Teslas here every week because we had this special event. But we're going to go back to our every other week because, frankly, it takes an enormous amount of time. And so far, we've only gotten $10. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, and we're happy to have the $10. Don't get us wrong. Don't, we love the fact that we have $10, but I'm going to have to get a second job if this continues. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we've been... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. All right. Well, that's going to be two episodes in a row we didn't get to Elon stock vesting. And also two episodes in a row we didn't get to hydrogen versus electricity. We'll get there one day, Tom.